Petty, aka the Petty Club. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Jesse Jess. Happy I'm, New Year. Happy New Year, and I'm the Dawn. And we're, today we'll be talking about, we'll say the will be the trilogy of why Trump was being impeached. Why? Yeah. Now, was it what he did that officially started that off as a, um, I'm trying to remember, no, that came before. They tried to impeach him before where he pulled. Yeah, like, so the impeachment was a building of his campaigning and by him using Russia. Yeah, all that extra stuff. Our enemy, besides North Korea and other, like, countries, Mm -hmm. um, to get dirt on the Clintons and to get dirt on uh, Joe Biden and the Obamas and to basically fix the political race that was going on that time to change the vote. Technically, he didn't really win. So therefore, it's basically him like laundering money and his taxes and everything else. His dealings with Russia and Putin is what has America up and off. Yes. <laughs> so due, due to it's like a modern uh, Watergate. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm guessing on his behalf, he thought when he pulled the strike that, all right, loophole, <laughs> y'all can't impeach me yet. And maybe that's going to delay the process at best, but they can still do this from what it sounds like. They can like. still do it, but therefore, if the Supreme Court doesn't push through, it, it means nothing. If the Supreme Court doesn't. So they are the overall say. They're the highest court of this country. So if you get to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court judges say, no, he's still president. And then, then again, it's okay, yeah, we impeach him. Then we still have to deal with the evil that we don't know. Well, yeah, because, you know, you spoke upon how, you know, this is the, a democracy, so the people have a say. But it sounds like that's just all it is. We have a say. We Doesn't have, necessarily mean we, we choose. We have a say, but he was trying to break traditional judicial branch so yeah and even with the strike you know they were saying that it sounded like his own people didn't back him up because they were like hey man we weren't with this (laughs) because it sounded like he was trying to target um you know like civilization over in iran which they say is like a violation of the geneva code so my thing is the penalty for that was like a lifetime sentence or death because they consider that a war criminal, which is basically an act of terrorism. So my whole thing is, why would he even talk about doing something like that? Because you have to think about it. What we messed up on voting on Trump is, I didn't vote for Trump, but America who did, and the America that did not vote is, oh, well, he's a businessman. Okay, you can't run a country like a business because therefore he has a history of scamming people out of money. What's your, yeah, it's like, what's he your definition of a business Open and closing businesses. It's not like he has the money that we think he has. All it, it's a shock. Right, and that's my whole point. Like, all his business, I don't want to say all, I'm sure maybe he's had, you know, a few that did okay. But for the most part, it sounds like the majority of his businesses got ran into the ground, bankruptcy up the ass. And so it's like, that's who you trust to run bigger money. Mm-hmm. But then that's again, when you really look at the game, 
a lot of businesses go into business just to run it into the ground half right. the time. Run into the ground, but you have to think about he's not always speaking to the rich. He's speaking mm-hmm. to the, the average white man, the average poor Yeah, because bankruptcy on their behalf doesn't mean shit. Yeah, it basically. doesn't mean anything. So you're like, like, oh, you you got bankruptcy, he's speaking well, you saved your speaking into the white man who does not want to progress. He's speaking into the self-hate person who hates themselves, black people who did vote for him. He's speaking for the so-called business people, but it's like... You, the con artists. We kind of have to take the Reagan's point of view. It, we had we did better when stuff trickled down to where it goes to the rich, the middle class, and the poor. Even though Ronald had laws that were not too cool for people of color, but the fact that how can we sit here and America sit here like where people can't even afford to go to the doctor? Mm-hmm. Um, the rich is yeah. They richer. get some people get mad if you try to call an ambulance. Like don't call right. it. <laughs> the richer is getting richer, the poorer will be poor. So if the richer and the richer get poorer then what do we have because now we're we're gonna work on he's trying to turn the clock so mm-hmm. anything well we just ain't got shit no yeah more. like if he turned the clock on that then slavery will come back then like it's the price it has come back but and you, you know what's it really, never left you know what's really crazy though like right now we're both back in school and i'm taking administrative justice as well as english 103 and that's critical thinking and the topic actually correlates a lot with administrative justice because you know that's about how did laws come about how we still have the power to change laws and it just so happens the topics we discuss in my english class is about like trump and his speeches and how those are formed and what he's saying above all and you know they brought it to like you know how he addresses the issue of illegal immigration now we could get into that topic like all day about how we're all immigrants <laughs> Yeah, but you gotta... And you know, yeah, like, you know, some people are like, I don't have a problem with immigrants, I have a problem with illegal immigrants. But, you, but we want to put the Hispanic people as the poster child of being illegal And the immigrants. whole point of that, of what you just said, the poster child, is how this is nothing new. There's always some propaganda and somebody's always the caring ass of like, you know, we got a problem with this race. We got a problem with this race. But you gotta think world. about prime example when people go to North Korea, even though I would go to North Korea. They have propaganda where they teach their kids that Americans are terrible. Americans are um, evil. They see they did our country wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like not only Hispanic people are illegal, there's people of different races that are illegal. His only thing is it's not cracked down yet, but you can see the hate of Hispanic people that he hates. And then there's the people of their own people that agree to his way about going and coming into America where sometimes people in those countries do not have the access to do the step by step some people have left america due to war and famine mafias and you know trying refugees yeah (laughs) and trying to get out of a country a hell-held country to go to a country that we're free Mm -hmm. we're the we're free of the new world we're Mm -hmm. the we're, we're supposed to be the savior Savior country. We have have our own stuff to deal with. So dealing with the peach and the peach is nothing but smoke and mirrors. So where you have to think about it. Where we may go into a World War Three 
Mm-hmm. We laughing now. Assassin, <laughs> we you know, just might. Assassin people. Like y'all now. Assassinating a Saudi Amadi. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Oh, I couldn't say it right. So. But that leader and the dude. You're talking about the commander that he took out. Yeah. And, and from what it sounded like, it's not like he was just the commander. He sounded like he was somewhat a respected person. Like everybody kind of knew him. And yeah, he was a respected person, but you got to think about it like. Maybe he was the one who was keeping that country line for America never to. He was some type of peacemaker. Yeah, like to never come, you know, to to blow to, to come each to other. this point. Even though we've been at war with Iran for over sixty something years. I don't know years. what's some oil too. Some... I don't think it's oil. It's just com- communism and all that stuff. But the fact that the man said no, not death to Americans, but death to Trump. Thank you for being specific. Yeah, by being the way. specific, but still, even if they do that, who knows who might get hurt? We're still gonna gonna have to go into a war that we cannot afford. We're still in a twenty year old. Because from my understanding, they already tried to bomb the base, um, like our base where. Yeah, they Iran, bombed right? a couple of our bases in different parts of the world, but you have to think about it: is that um, if we go into war, that that's more money out of America's pockets that's also we're still still dealing with uh the war that bush started come on now like that war started when i was a little kid i'm a grown woman and we're trying to pull out that war because now what are we fighting for so him adding food to the fire and the deficit that we are in with other countries is not helping the situation because really the laws that he's doing and the things that he's doing can cause us to be sanctioned where people can be, we can be blocked for trade and all those things. Mm. So the impeachment, yeah. yeah we ain't got the best resources. Right. So the <laughs> impeachment is, yeah, it's great, but we want you rather know the, less, the evil that you know than the evil that you don't know. Because Pence may do worse than what Trump did. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the same thing. When Bush was in office, only can stand Bush. But really, when you look at Bush, he was he was way better than Trump. You know what I'm saying? And but I think at this point, it's a bigger issue than just the president. We no, can't just pile it but, on. But, it, but the president <laughs> is the face of our country. Yes, and, he is. But he then put, he's not. He's just a digit in the hand of what's actually going on. What? Yeah, he's a digit. But he put the, the when he went into office, when he put Juliana and all those people into office, billionaires. All the people that are gone. No, are they still there? Some of them are still <laughs> okay, there. But even when they were there, he put America, he put America's hand, put the office of America in the hands of billionaires. It does not um, connect to the everyday person. So we have to, we have to stick it to where it is because I'm not saying when Obama was in office that he was the greatest of doing certain things. I may not agree to some of the stuff that he did, mm-hmm. but he did not put us in a predicament where unemployment has now went up. And you know, I think we as people need to start thinking more um, understanding in a sense of it's like, imagine if you were the president and all the difficult decisions that you got to make on a daily basis. A lot of those decisions are made upon, I forgot what show this is called, but it, it goes into some theory about, you know, the more logical decision. If a train's coming, and you see a split and on one split it's going to kill one person versus the other split where it kills more 
the logical thing is to cause lesser casualties. Right. So it's the same sense and when you're dealing with all the issues in the world and all the the triggers that could initiate a war. But how can we sit here and say, okay, yeah, being present is hard, but... Because, you know, that was Trump's first go-to when they're like, what were you thinking? Yeah, right. (laughs) He said, oh, I saved a lot of lives, like... I had to make a decision. Maybe say <laughs> a lot of lot say whatever he said. What even that? Lies. Whatever but that even means. Not, we have to be honest. Him as a president, he has been the most president that has been the instigator in America right now. Because that's a white man's mentality. No, they don't we, wait around. They even, charge first. I'm not even talking about a white man's mentality. I'm talking about him as a person. Yeah. He has put America into a climate of where we can't even talk about political issues with people that are the opposite. We can't even talk about the, the problems of race problems that affect our economy and affect us as a country because... Let's come on. He told America that the people on the side of where when the Charlie thing was happening that they were good people. How could how are they good people? Hmm. And you're allowing these people to not only they killed a white woman who was standing up for something was right, but not only people are still getting lynched. Like, do we hmm. realize that people are still getting lynched in 2020? Well, you know, I guess now thanks to Camilla Harris, that's considered a hate crime. It's like, why is that all of a sudden? It's been a hate crime. <laughs> and that, yeah, that so part too. So it's like everything. I was really confused when that happened. I was like, I don't understand. So everything she... that he has been doing has built up to where he, the impeachment, is the fact that we have to sit this person down because if we don't, we're heading to a, and also like you got to think about when he came in office, he did nepotism. That cannot fly in the United States. You cannot hire your family to work for you. That's what they do, though. But, but <laughs> That's the fact, what they do. But the fact they that, invent jobs for them just to have. But the fact that America was like, no, that ain't cool. Because how is the daughter doing first lady duties and the first lady's not doing first lady duties? Have not... Except stealing Michelle Obama's speech. Okay, so have that not been a they little Obama's... The Obamas would have been impeached for that. So that's what I'm saying. The impeachment is valid, but the impeachment is not a guarantee. Exactly. It's that whole part of like, it might never happen. (laughs) I'm not going to say it might never happen, but it may force him to step down. It may Mm -hmm. force him to conform to America because America's not playing with him anymore. People who voted for him, you know what I'm saying? Like people who voted for him regret voting for him because they felt like he was a sound mind of what they were feeling because maybe they feel oppressed. He's talking and he's lying to these people talking about he's going to make America great again. How can you make America great again when you only deal with entertainers to deal with our issues in America, but you don't want to sit down with people? You know what I'm saying? Like Kim Kardashian on jail reform. It's like, are you kidding me? All the people that have been doing this and this is who you choose to try to say... Yeah, she knows what she's talking So basically, what I like, my proof, my point is, I'm gonna take the entertainers that still like me and use them as, see, I, 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 I'm doing something for America. I don't have a problem with the African American community. I, I don't have a problem with the people of color. I don't have a problem with the people who are poor. Anytime you go to a rally and you create a hostile environment and say, if I was such and such, I would. 
kick her, I would beat the shit out of her. Or if I could shoot somebody in the street, no one would say anything. We're, he has to go. Like, it's no, it's no up for discussion. He has to go because he's creating a climate. And even when it comes to his dealing with the illegal immigration, there's better ways, completely better ways to go about it, you know, with these facilities. But how do you and, go about it when it's been going on for years? Yeah, and like, you know, and that was the whole point of maybe we've been oblivious <laughs> to the issue because we always knew illegal immigrants were here. And it didn't really seem to bother maybe us as minorities. It didn't bother it didn't bother black people because what do we gotta do? Like, what, what, what do we care? Gotta, why what why do we, we care? don't care because now we're free. We've only been free for 150 years. Mm-hmm. We've been a slavery for 400 years. So if the immigrants come over here and they do the jobs that we don't ever want to do in life again, and once again, and want to do it for free and half off, why do I care? But here's the catch: if once they get rid of them, mm-hmm. who you think is next? Mm-hmm. But. That, then that's a real stretch. That, but, we don't even know where we're from. But again. that's what I'm saying. It's like now we're saying people of color, people of color. People of color have like, to you know, understand we brought them here. We should take them back. If they take the Hispanic community out, then it'll be the Asians. Then guess what? We're next. But not only we we're next, is that only that they really can say, no, we can take me back. That would be a ridiculous they're, they're doing and it'd be mon- like civil war. That's what I'm saying. But you're, they're doing modern modern day genocide. It's the but same. they are, and that was my point with the children. It's like, look, don't say there's not another way because there are places like I think either it's Australia or Austria, one of the two. But even in their jails, if a woman is pregnant, she has the right to keep her child only because you know they obviously value the bond but of the have, mother and the child. But you have to think that when those are they learned that they had to conform. But that's my point. But they people had, have learned. But they had to learn. <laughs> Messing that up is very detrimental. Yeah, that's, and it's the same thing with these kids. Like, they're separating families, deporting them, stretching them over here. The people don't even know where okay, they're from. Okay, but you gotta think about the government of America has never changed since we got our independence in Ju- July 4th, 1775. I think 75. I think I'm right. We have not changed our company our constitution really we have not really changed how this the the dna of america altered it yeah we have been even altered it we just put new names over it you have to think about it europe learned from their monarchy they learned that if they didn't change they would lose the people they feared more the people than the crown or the yeah basically the crown because it took it took russia russia is a prime example Russia's monarch family did not really um, get the drift that the people were being oppressed and they were okay yeah I serve you but I'm still being oppressed and what cost what cost that is that whole family the Rom- the Romans to be assassinated and became and Russia became a communist country right. it's the same way that's with, the end of story right yes it's yeah. the same way with Greece. Greece was not listening. The Greece monarch family was not listening to the people. What happened? Um, the communists came in the, and they assassinated the some of the people and ran some of the people into exile. It's the same way with Ethiopia. It's the same way with all these countries. Because they did not listen. Too. That's what I'm saying. So because they did not listen to the people. 
people. That's what happened. So Europe said, okay, we're not going to have this. We have to we have to set boundaries. Only country that really beat everybody to the punch before it even got to that was England. Because they realized the last king that was ruling because under I am God, I am the law, he got his head chopped off. Mm-hmm. And, you're that, not God. and that's why they have the constitution and they have parliament. We don't have that. We have the constitution, but we allow people to come and go into the constitution the constitution to just keep it the same or try to alter it and every time you try to alter it it's pushed back no it's not the american way but what is the american yeah because the american way changed since we landed on these shores Mm -hmm. 1694 so we 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 dealing with a a monster that we didn't breed for 400 for almost 600 years years. right and that's exactly so why his speech next- is full of shit because he's trying to make it seem like these illegal immigrants are messing up our economy. It's like our economy has been these illegal immigrants is messing up our economy, but the, but he's the same person who would probably hire these illegal immigrants. Because mm-hmm. I bet that's off the books. But he's not going to say that to people because what he's speaking to the white man who's angry. He's speaking to the poor white man who's angry. He's speaking to the white man who's angry. And the black Republicans. And the black Republicans. And the, probably some of the Hispanic the Republicans. Bla- well. The black Republicans who hate themselves. And the white Republicans who hate I mean, the Hispanic people who hate themselves. Because, yeah, how to get over here is not the great thing. But you cannot get mad yeah. at a at, at a Once again, a there are alternative passed. ways. That's what, what I'm saying. You, it's a law we passed about. by the Green Act. Mm. Where if you have a baby in America, they're considered an American citizen. Mm -hmm. We pass that law. So we have to break down the laws and say, okay, what can we do to make it better to allow people to come to this country, but in a proper way where it's chaotic, where they can come and live in this country and live and take care of their families. It's not like Canada. Canada, you cannot just pop up at Canada borders and then they let you live. They 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 know who's coming in and out their country. That's mm-hmm. why their country does not really have immigration problems like America do. But we have made Hispanic people poster child. It's the same thing with Cubans. We allow Cubans to come over here when Barely. being oppressed and now all of a sudden we want to send people back. We can't have it both ways. So it's just, I think the impeachment is a build up of yeah. And are you talking about that time when um who was that dictator at the time? Fidel Castro. Yeah. But still, that's what I'm saying. Like we, we allowed them at that time. We allowed them at that time to come over. So it's like, yeah, the impeachment is great, but we gotta think about the people who are helping him be impeached. They don't they sleep in the bed with the devil themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I'm not saying that the people that are doing is not right, but we have to look off the overall because we wouldn't be in the impeachment state if people went out and vote. People didn't vote because they said, "Oh, well, it don't mean nothing." Same way, I'm not speaking on the black people. The black people didn't vote. You caused this, so we can't blame nobody else. We can't blame the white man. We can blame us as Americans that mm-hmm. did not take the time and get in the polls and vote and say we need to make a change what we did was oh whatever it don't mean nothing to me it don't whatever it ain't gonna affect me ain't nothing gonna change but now it's problems of people keeping their homes there's 
problems that people are having insurance to take people care of. People are homeless. You know, like, <laughs> homelessness is at its most high. Because and- people think, just in case y'all didn't know, that don't mean you just out on the street. If you do not have something in your name. You're homeless. So that's what I'm saying. So we are the cause of... And it's not this big, um, you know, mental issue that we make it out to be. That's what they want to show. Like, oh, it's just the mental... No, it's college students. Um, You know, the list goes on to how many, you know, how the pie chart works. So that's what... And that is where it circles back down to. Okay, yeah, we have to impeach people who will change. Nothing. Nothing is going to change because if I feel like if we were going to impeach, we need to impeach the whole administration. And that was my point of like, we can't just say like, oh, it's Trump. Like, it's bigger than Trump at this point because these people have allowed it to go on. Because Giuliano, he is the same person who said, well, if black people just be good women and good girls and good boys. That's that acres in a meal talk. I'm but, sorry. But that's what he said. It's like the same thing with jobs. If you work hard and you, you know, kiss your but boss's it's not ass, even necessary and snitch on your coworkers, they'll promote you. It's not necessary you. like the acres in the meal, but this is more a, the white man who grew up during the depression. This is a white man who grew up during segregation. And this is a white man who probably called a black person a nigger in his life. Who has never had to deal with any of those so for a person, setbacks. That's what I'm saying. So, so for a person It's to, the same with that woman, Betsy DeVos, that they made Secretary but, of Education. But that's what I'm saying. Where her family has never had to worry if, about if financial her, aid. Like I go like, back to what I'm saying is, if he had told black people that, someone would just be good boys and good girls, he's showing you that he does not care about that black people getting shot in the street. And that's my point. Don't make a fuss. Betsy DeVos doesn't even know nothing about public education. She thinks everybody should pay for education. And the thing that Bernie Sanders said, well, if I don't have the money to pay for it, what do I do? Well, she didn't have an answer. She didn't have an answer for a lot of questions. Because <laughs> so, she didn't know. She wouldn't know. But that's what, but it goes circle back around when he took his billionaire friend and said, we're going to run the White House. You want a job. And see, and see how they drop like a fly, or now they're turned against them because the heat is on them. Because it not only he'll go to jail for treason, they're gonna go to jail for treason, and treason in the United States is death. And that's my point. I'm like, he's not this stupid, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I think he's that arrogant. I don't think I think he's arrogant, but I think now he's feeling the heat because yeah. you, you don't. Rats don't know what to do in a corner. They panic. Yeah, so he now you see that now people are phoning. People that were running his security is talking because now okay, now we we're now we're touchable. Because mm-hmm. you always were. If we get treason, not only we want to Montana Bay, but not only they're going to execute. Yeah, them. it's like in your life. <laughs> like, and no, no, they no. executing them the Kill. same way they've been executing <laughs> people. You're going straight to the gallows. I thought it was like a shot to the back of the head or something. That's what they just do. Gallows, shot to the back of the head. So imagine when if that was to go down, not only their families will be in jeopardy. Not only their families will have the, the that your dad. Your legacy. Your legacy basically, basically committed treason. So the impeachment is smoke and mirrors, but we have to really, really think. And for the next election, if we wanted to change, we have to vote. It's no and way. For the record, this is why the black community does not fuck with Amarosa because she knows what's going on. But Amarosa, real Amarosa, was writing for this man when that man 
literally says she was a Leonze of African American. What the fuck is a Leonze for the African American community? <laughs> Actually, what, what is that? But think about it. What is that? He literally gave you the field nigger job mm-hmm. with an office. Mm-hmm. So it's like the the, the black priests say correct. So they know. want you to send that message to your people. That's another day for another topic. Yes, it is. But um, she and then when he turned on her and kicked her out of the White House, not even the White House, kicked her out of across the street from the White House. She wasn't up there. Like now that. he's a bad man, and now she wanna embed secrets. No, you tried to force this man and down. Not even, like in an activist way, but buy the book. Buy the book, but not. Why would I buy the book when he tried to? You tried to force this down my community's neck. Mm-hmm. Not only you took him to churches and thought that they were going to embrace him, and Detroit was not happening. And then you that. sit there. I know she got booed out of a lot of colleges. That only too, but and then you sit here and say, "Oh, well, he's a terrible man." You're not gonna piss on me and say it's raining now because you don't have a job. But we saw right through her. <laughs> we seen right through her, but she tried to make it seem like the black community every day is being you did shot that up, to and we're we're living out of crack houses, and we're what? not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with Ben Carson. Only thing is, Ben Carson is shutting up right now because whether no matter how many open heart surgeries, not open heart surgeries, brain surgeries you did. You have shown your hand that you do not get two Fs about the community. We have pillars in our community that do not care about you. That's why I don't really trust a black politician. No. No, because there's some of them. That Maxine. This Auntie Maxine. Auntie Maxine, she's one of the people. I, I remember but her. that's my point. It's but like I remember her as a kid. You can tell the ones who are fighting the good fight. Like, but I'm saying, like, I remember Maxine Waters would come to the Martin Luther King Parade and walk among the people. Yeah, she, really she founded the school that we're at right God, now. look how long it took her. <laughs> like, it, it's like you could only trust the old black politicians. The old black politicians who've been through the struggle of being called. Right, it's like this there. That's, but, that's like, you fight. have Cory Bookham. He's a good, but he, to me, he's too Martin Luther King. And right now, black people need Malcolm X, all Malcolm X, all things necessary. I need him to get a little fair pawn in his life. Camilla Harris, she's too sneaky. That's how a lot of people seem to feel. And we don't, we want to sit here. Like at first, I thought like, okay, but then I did hear some things, and I'm like, hold on. (laughs) And then we want to sit here and. We want to sit here and act like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, the whole point of that, the Trump impeachment, uh, it's usually always deeper than what we see. <laughs> A lot of stuff we don't even know, but we know it's there. Because it's just too, um, reminding people of some bad times. <laughs> It is, it reminds us of that time. Jeff Wilson was in the 60s. Come on out. 
to a degree. And, you know, because, yeah. you know, I think that is the, the illusion that we've been under that, you know, we've come a long way. And, <laughs> and if we have to a certain degree. We have came a long way. I think we're the furthest than we've ever been. We're, the, we're a stretch. But, and, you know, I think a lot of that is thanks to technology, you know, being Tech- able to see some of these things firsthand of what's out there. Yeah, but you have to think about it, the black, no, I'm not going to say black people. The people uh, back then when we were young, when our grandparents were young and their parents were young, were not the same progressive people today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you that. But also, you still got some of the other descendants walking around still thinking the same oh, yeah, way. yeah, yeah, because that is the, the status quo for them. This is how it works. And then you got to think <laughs> Cause about... Because I've heard it before. Like, I couldn't name a specific time, but I know I've heard that talk before where, um, you know, and when we talk, we're not talking about all white people, of course, but the the kind of white people where you could tell that even if they like you, admire you, adore you, in their mind, you're down here. Yeah, but in the- I'm up here. Why? Because my ancestors said so. Yeah, but... What some white people they recognize their privilege. Some white people don't ever right. recognize their privilege. Like, and there are some that recognize the privilege I'm and take give, full advantage. I'm gonna give you a prime example. I worked at Costco's. I worked at Costco's in Norwalk. Remind you, some of them were cool, but I worked with a lady named Elaine. And this lady, that aura about her. Mm-hmm. was privilege the way she would talk to me mm-hmm. it's in every single the way fiber she would <laughs> interact with me yeah it was kind of like talking down to a degree talking down to me or talking to me like i'm illiterate or not yeah there's a word and for talking, it and talking to me like why this nigga talking i give you a prime example i went and did a shift where it stopped so when you do stop you come in you know get up at 3 30 in the morning you Locking about five o'clock. I don't know about stocking. I don't know where to get a box cutter. I didn't know nothing. But she looked at me like I shouldn't have been talking to her. Mm-hmm. And I I noted it and I told my mom about it and she was mm-hmm. like, I'm telling you where you work. This is where the most racist Costco. This mm-hmm. I would say some of them were not racist and I'm and some of them were great people that I came across. But some of them, they were racist. Yeah. And, and I you know, dealing- sometimes, like, you see it right away. And then there are times where it's like, I remember a time that I didn't even recognize it. I was trying to, um, I got, like, a check for a car accident. And I went to the bank to, you know, to deposit it. And the bank looked at me, because it was only, like, five grand. But they were looking at me like, like would you? <laughs> yeah, you know exactly where I'm going. Like, where the hell you get this money? Oh, we got to take a few days to confirm this check and all this. And you know, at the time, who I was with, they were like, they ain't got to take a few days. But, they, can, they can do but that right now. But they don't want to do but, it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we had the same experience, but it was different. Only difference is I dealt with not only with white people, I dealt with Hispanic people. I dealt mm-hmm. with the, the Hispanic who was the old Hispanic mm-hmm. with this nigga being here. But I dealt with the Hispanic who was, you know, would say moving towards type of uh, Hispanic, I dealt with the Hispanic who was cool. But to deal, but dealing with the fact that not only it was only three black people, mm-hmm. four black people, I'm gonna say about five, 
five black people and we worked there but because I can guarantee you the black woman who worked there longer she probably went through the same thing I went to through mm-hmm. the black guy that I worked Work. No doubt, yeah, because you he know, worked there. even at my gym, I've had the same experience where the black people talk about things like, hey, man, this motherfucker just but said see, some shit to me that, is, you know, I should right. really document this. But to me, is like the experience with the black people that I was there, the older black person, she was like, she took me in and she was like, you know, just, you know, enjoy your job, enjoy your moment here. The other black guy, he was more like the teetering of we, your skin folks ain't my folks. Yeah, he really was more like for the Hispanic person, you know. Dude. And then you had the black person where he seemed that you know we entered together, like right. Know, we was we people here. come in so many different forms, and you know it, it goes so deep, even down to you know about the color. Like people are so petty as to the very shade that you are, <laughs> you know, if you're black, if you're dark skin, brown skin, light skin, and even like we think. That's something black people just go through. People in India go through colorism. People even in the Asian culture, they do. culture go through colorism. But my, like, my, literally my experience at this Costco, I'm not going to say it's horrible, but it mm. was bearable because I dealt with, when I was going into this Costco, because my mom's co-worker helped me get into this Costco and he did not want me to go to this Costco because they're known to be racist in this Costco. They're not the most like the most likeness of this Costco. It's the same Costco who treats people who don't look like them like shit. Yeah. So when I was there, true. yeah. So I'm saying so when I was going there, not only I couldn't be the angry black person, I couldn't be the ghetto yeah. black person. Yeah. I all couldn't that, be the lazy that. black person. And that messes with us, by the way. <laughs> I literally like because okay, I'm angry. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I'm literally the black person, not only doing her job, but I'm also the black person that. They may say something slick to me, but I can't get slick with them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. not only. Because now I look like I got. I look like an uppity nigga. So that's what I'm saying. It goes back to. Okay. And I dealt with all that with the management I was with because he would say things. And I'm like, oh, you think because you a manager, you could just say something to me. No, I got something for you. But even with that, I'm still trying to, you know, keep it light because I'm trying to be professional. But I'm not going to let that... You ain't getting away with it. We had literally had the same experience. Only difference is we both learned that skin folks and our kids And see, and that should show you it's it's in workplaces. And this is why they have, you know, the call to HR for hostile work environments and all that. But we so busy trying to just keep a check and mind our business. A lot of us get treated dumb wrong in the end. But, um... Yeah... We say all that to say that, you know, this is a real weird time. I guess times have always been weird, really. But, <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is really nothing new. I we just need to get smarter in protecting ourselves when these things also, happen. Yeah, and I also pray that we get better in this decade. Yeah. I think this decade, I think we need to really look at that, look back on the last decade. Like, and you know what can we do better this is gonna be so cliche y'all but i'm always gonna throw nipsey in and you know there's a song where you know those bits where he's just talking you know cool. business talk and i can't name the song off the top of the dome right now but it's the one where he's talking about we need to reassess when we get disrespected i think we'll get caught up in the emotion of how dare you and want to maybe act you know 
it's a quote. I think it was a rap that Jay Z did, and I think it was a homage to him. And he said that Nipsey Hussle told him, "You better invest into your community before they do." That's mm-hmm. why when it comes to gentrify you, your community cannot prosper. For me, beautiful, absolutely true, <laughs> absolutely true. Because you know, I can admit I was ignorant to the whole, you know, they're trying to buy up the place. And I'm like, man, why would you stay? Like, <laughs> like move. But then it's like, you start looking at what the commodities are, what the community's about. It's not always the best they, environment. They, but that is the problem that needs to get solved. Right. And, and solved by us, not by people who don't look like us. That's true. And have no sympathy but for the you situation. Think about we have to teach our young black people and black people now. You never do it you know, get some knowledge, but we have to invest in ourselves. Literally, I looked mm-hmm. up online, they are building $800,000 homes where I live. Mm-hmm. They supposed to be, these homes are supposed to be really legit, but guess what? They're going to be overpriced. They're kicking people out of, they're kicking people literally out of watts, right, as we speak. They can't. Everywhere they're area. trying to figure out how to get rid of the imperial court. There's a perimeter. Somebody told me the perimeter. They said something from like, you know, maybe past Avalon, past maybe Long Beach Boulevard. But there's some parameter from, you know. Long Beach Boulevard and Long Beach? Yeah. But like, it's, it's just a range of what they're planning to change. Yep, within but, this but Compton is slowly changing because now they're breaking Compton down. Compton's huge. Now they call it East Rancho Dominguez. You can almost look at anywhere they're building a train. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll know, like, this all about to change. But literally, um, I remember when I was in the car with my, my brother and my other brother. Shout out to Matthew and Melvin. And we were coming from church. And I'm a person, I don't know if you notice, know I'm in the car with you. I look at buildings. And um, I'm like, you will probably be looking like, she looking at Hi, yeah. I'm a real estate person. Yeah. And I've, I've been thinking about after I graduate, I may go back to school for real estate. It's always a um, good trade in your pocket. And I look at the volume of homes and buildings and landmarks and all that stuff. And we were driving and they're like, oh, it's just probably be some ratty apartments. And I, I kept saying, nope, I don't think that. Anything getting built right and now. And the, the same homes that we passed is the same homes that I just told you about and I looked up on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I kept looking at these people and it was in the Watts where you know how are you almost close to the other like the Haciendas and all the people. But it's you a part of Watts. The places I know. The yeah. It's, well, it's a part of Watts where it's almost like the borderline of Southgate. Okay. Yeah. And what's the Southgate? I think that's like But whatever. It's it's old Watts. Mm-hmm. It's like downtown Watts. And I was looking through people like we got a little lost. They're coming. Oh yeah. And they're coming back. And the more we say, oh I'm I'm a move to the south, but the south See, people don't understand about the South, and people don't, and I think they're getting it, and some of them are not. Mm-hmm. When you go to the South, you either rich, or you got the right connection, or you're poor. They, 
going to Texas is cool, but I have I have it set up differently. It's I have a thing about where you don't have a tax. Like if you're a white to work state, I have a problem with that. Because you don't have a tax. And then, then when you don't have a tax, that means you can pay anybody. You can pay anyone anything you want. Not necessarily. I've talked to people who have been in the mine for a minute, and it turns out you still need to. I didn't know this. <laughs> you still need to file taxes, you even if you don't have a job. No, but I'm saying you still file taxes. But a right to work state, they have loopholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, states always got different like stuff. People going. say I'm a move to Arizona and I'm a move to Las Vegas. I have a problem with that. Yeah, because real estate is usually below about. If you get a $300,000 house in any of those places you just named, you're not looking at our $300. <laughs> like, that's five bedroom. You know, you got you a nice a five little bedroom. square footage. Yeah, but you get a nice little bedroom and your nice little fresh footage, but your backyard is shit. Your water Some is shit. Some people don't necessarily care about the backyard. But, but Arizona, oh, in Arizona, those backyards are big. They're huge. It's just Vegas because it's just it's, it's just a the desert. Red state. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Desert. So it's just like. I have an issue where people are moving because why would I move to another state where when I come back and if I want to come back, I can't even come back because the house, granny house in 15 years is going to be about a damn near a million and something dollars. Mm-hmm. But the families who sell Nana's home can't even get back to Inglewood. Why? Because when the day I went to King's Day and they said happy King Day, but you know, our culture doesn't necessarily always have the property. generational roots. We don't buy you property. In the- and you know, I saw a video the other day where this woman is going off on her daughter about having to watch her infant babies because she says, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, now I understand what she's saying, but for her to say this in a way as if this isn't the way it used to be. Because Grandmothers always took the babies at yeah, some point. Yeah, grandmothers always took the babies, but you have to tell that the only reason they have that entitlement is because they were raised by their grandmother. Right, and it's like, so I'm now, not trying to say there are women that don't take advantage of that. Some literally will so drop now, the but, baby off But the hear me out. <laughs> so now, she's a grandmother, yeah. and now she got to pay what she owe because she left her kids with her mother so now they feel like okay why this is how we do this is this is the same thing we've been doing i grew up with her she raised me and for the record yeah it's your daughter's job to raise her children but it takes a village honey like if you think children strictly only learn from their parents and their parents are the only ones who raise them hell no definition of it takes the village we all are because they can't do it all by themselves right so you have to think about she got in her feelings because right grandma <laughs> want to go out too that part and because grandma which is was, probably why your daughter's got the same mentality and so it's why grandma is now i need to go out and have an attitude because she got stuck with the kids but th- here the thing everybody can't go with their daddy and that she, oh my God, that pissed me when she said, you know, that's how it worked. They go with the daddy in the summer. The fact that you already assume that the parents are not together lets me know I'm not really valuing a like, whole lot you got to Like, if I was to have a kid with my boyfriend now, right? And he only takes them for the summer? What? He just what? don't take them for the summer. He don't take them all year round. We gonna, we gonna rotate. And but I, that's why also, she lost me. I'm like, that's what I'm saying, but also, I wouldn't just put, take him, I wouldn't just make him have for the summer because he gonna need some time for himself. If anything, the grandparents got you for the summer. 
if anything. I didn't have my grandparents. I didn't have my, my granny didn't have me for the summer. She but had, you know how some she families. Had me in a certain part of the summer. So if we had a family reunion and I wanted to go to the right. take me, I was with my grandmother all year round. Sometimes. Not all year round, round. But... I had my aunties. One time my aunties would have me for a summer. No, see. We were at my, maybe this was just my family, but I'm sure a lot of families did some form of this where it's like, if you do have family reunions, the family's far apart. So during the summer, the cousins that don't really get to see each other, they have all the cousins meet up at the grandparents' house and they play all summer long, have little adventures and stuff. I'm going to say we had that motive, but we see each other all year round. But see, you're more locally with your cousins. Yeah, so my cousins weren't But not all my cousins. Because mm-hmm. my grandmother's, uh, my uncle Ronnie's daughter, we didn't meet her in, well, we didn't breed night with her because I guess she was around with kids but we don't remember her. Um, maybe she was around with us. She stopped being around with us when she was three. And then we didn't meet her again until we were like 12, 11, 12 years old. And um, summers. My grandmother would take her for summers because she was the grandkid who would only come in summers because she lived so far. Right. She lived, she lived right. in the desert, even though we could that go far, see her, but that's far. <laughs> so, yeah, we would be at my granny house all day, every day in the summers to be with her. Oh, just like this is all about her. But here's the <laughs> twist, because me and my other cousins, we see my granny all year round because she right. somebody had a graduation. Because you know, understand, understand I was for most intents and purposes that far as help cousin. I was the cousin that was furthest from everybody else. And so even to this day, you know, I just have like a different relationship with my grandmother than my other cousins do because they were more local. And that is where you are my cousin Ronika. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying is that you're my cousin Ronika because she, her relationship with my grandmother is it's cordial mm-hmm. but it's not like where I say, hi my favorite lady or hey granny, I miss you because I was always around my grandmother. There's, there were times where I didn't mm-hmm. see my grandmother for a while because maybe my mom got into it with them or my mom was just like, what do you need? But the bond ship is there. But the bond ship is there. Yeah. And then it intensified. Because it gets to a point when you are that comfortable, you don't have to say right. things like so that. So it intensified know. when my dad got out. Mm-hmm. Because for a long time, I would see my granny a lot, but I would not really see her. Mm-hmm. But we still, we still had a relationship because she would take me to school and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But... Her relationship with my granny is cordial. See how we call her granny? She called her grandma Teresa. See? But people got different But for names. us, it's like, who the hell is grandma Teresa? You mean granny? But we like had I have a cousin to... named Dom, but everybody calls her Bobby. It's like, she introduced herself to me as Dom. Right. So so we had to understand, okay, running game, been around granny and talk all, all her life. So we can't get mad if we call her she calls her Grandma Teresa. We can't get mad at that. Why? Because she doesn't have necessarily that type of connection we had. Even though I called her Granny, and Granny, she was the first second to man if my mom couldn't answer the phone. But our relationship is the same. My other Granny, my other cousin, she literally was 
there. Like she had keys to their house. That was like her children. Mm-hmm. So Granny was like the second mom to them. So our experience with our Granny is it's literally the same, same but only right difference is that I literally have childhood memories of being with my cousins. I have pictures of being with my cousins. I have pictures of us being in the bathtub with each other with my cousins. She doesn't have those memories. Her memories started at 12, and even at 12, mm-hmm. it was still distant. Mm-hmm. So we had to understand. This is all me, man. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I was the cousin. <laughs> we had to, that's why I can say.